0: Welcome to the One Badass Working Mother podcast. I'm Katherine Ferguson, and in this podcast, we talk about the relationship between work, motherhood, and everything in between. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Stephanie Snyder. Stephanie was a bleeding heart, award-winning teacher, and it was a career she loved and had no plans to ever leave until she had her daughter, Lucy. And as many women experience when they become mothers, Stephanie knew instantly that it was time to leave her teaching career to be able to spend more time with her young daughter. But that didn't mean that transition was easy. Stephanie shares her journey of how her dedication to being resourceful and just figuring stuff out helped her family transition from two incomes down to one. And also she tells us about how being home with her daughter was the spark that ignited her newest creative endeavor as a children's book author. Stephanie tells us all about The Little Bit Book Club, which is a board book series for toddlers, and how her role as a mother and seeing the world through her daughter's eyes is a creative outlet that is shaping her future in new and exciting ways that she never might have expected. So if you've ever considered starting your own creative passion project, if you've ever felt the need to change things up after you had kids, I think you'll really love Stephanie's story. So without further ado, here is Stephanie. Stephanie, hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> thank you for being here with me today. So for anyone listening, I'm with Stephanie Snyder. She's a children's book author of the Little Bit Book Club series. And today we're talking about her career journey, what that looks like now, how she became a children's book author from being a teacher before, mm-hmm. and all all of the fun things. So Stephanie again, thank you for being here with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs>
0: I like to just start at the beginning. And how about you just tell us a little bit about you, your family, and a little bit about the Little Bit Book Club series.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So it's so funny that often like it's way until you get to adulthood that you finally start to connect the dots of your life right and once i started this little bit book club journey i finally was able to look back and see like oh you were kind of set up for this the entire time right so i've always had this knack for reading and writing and all things literacy as a kid i was that kid who would still be under the covers reading after my mom was like lights out you know (laughs) Like In middle school, I was like the accelerated reader champion in my class. You know, I had the most points. And so that all that set me up for the AP and the honors English courses in high school. And then finally, a degree in English um, from Hampton University. So for me at that age, I thought that meant like, oh, so go be an English teacher, right? Like that makes sense. And that's what I did. I went and I taught middle school English arts for about nine years and then boom here comes my daughter Lucy right and wow my entire world changed where do I go from here because I just couldn't see going back to work at the time when she was so little but I'm like I also need to be contributing to my family Luckily, I have a really good partner, partner in life, Jed, um, who happens to be my partner in business too. So during this crazy time of like life changing, we launched Little Bit Book Club, which is a board book series. And it's about the way that babies and toddlers and young children learn about the world told from this protagonist's point of view. Her name is Lucy a little bit. Yeah, I write the books, He illustrates the books. And Lucy is kind of like the inspiration for kind of where we take it next. I always wrote little stories as a kid. Who knew later on that this is something that I would be doing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, like we're not getting rich off of this. It's a creative endeavor, but it is also contributing to our family finances. You know, so it's it's, it's just a really beautiful thing how we kind of all made it to this point. We have three books out right now, mm-hmm. Strolling, a Lucy Little Bit book. Dining a Lucy Little Bit book and cruising a Lucy Little Bit book. And we're super excited because starting next year, we'll be introducing another Little Bit Book Club character because I'm pregnant with Little Bit 2 right now. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of us. That's kind of us and where we are right now. I love it. Uh, so, you mentioned you were
0: a high school English teacher or middle, middle school bit. English yeah. teacher. Yep. Yeah. and then Lucy came along (laughs) and at that point oh I can't even imagine I can remember my middle school English days too so the thought of like going back there as a teacher it's oh yeah it's actually my favorite
1: it's the best the best time to teach though like I love it. right Mm
0: -hmm. so but Lucy was born and you were not thrilled about going back at that time. So I'm just curious, cause I think this is the crossroads that so many women hit. It's like, mm-hmm. they have their babies and they're like, wait, it's like you said, everything changed. Yeah. So I'm curious, like what that looked like for you, that decision-making process of saying, I, I don't want to go back and I want to do something different. I'm just curious yeah. kind of what that was like for you. So
1: first and foremost, I was like Miss Teacher USA. Teaching was my identity, like Miss Henderson, who I was as a teacher. That's who I was. I lived it, I reaped it. I was super passionate about urban ed. So I started teaching in New Orleans a few years after Katrina. Um, And then I taught in other urban hubs, North Philly, Newark, Trenton, um, Asbury Park for a little bit. And then I ended up at Neptune where I met my husband. But like, yeah, I was that girl who would be at the bar watching football on a Sunday afternoon, grading papers, writing lesson plans. Like I lived and breathed it. And I had every intention of going back to teaching after Lucy was born. But then once she was here, I was like, something about this doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was so little and um, needed me for every single thing. So I'm like, how is it that I get up every day? and drop her off for somebody else to watch her while I go watch and teach, obviously other people's kids, right? Like for me, there was such a huge disconnect. I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out. Mm-hmm. But also like Jed and I weren't married at the time. So like my job meant my, my benefits, mm-hmm. And we also just weren't in this financial situation where you think of like, Oh, stay at home mom. Like, Oh, her husband must be like a big time moneymaker for her to be able to stay at home. Right. So We're two teachers. How does it work? But I was just so determined. It was a hard decision to walk away from something that I did love so much and that I cared about so much being teaching. But now I had this new little person that I loved so much and cared about so much. I had to figure it out. Before Lucy was born, Jed and I did a lot of what we, um, <laughs> so we saved a lot of money for the maternity leave, right? Mm-hmm. This pot of money kind of grew in ways I didn't expect because I think when you do start to walk in your purpose, things just come together, right? So we had this little maternity leave fund. I literally called it the MILF, the maternity leave fund. <laughs> and yeah, it was sexy, right? So, like, because it grew and it grew and it grew. But when she was born, I, I just started to hustle, like, and I hustled hard in really little ways, right? Like I was shopping using Ibotta and getting cash back. I was, um, I picked up a few tutoring gigs. I was transcribing online, like whatever would bring a little bit of money in. I, before the pandemic, I always used to pick up change off the ground. I would roll change. Uh-huh. <laughs> it became like therapeutic to me. Like I love rolling change and just go put it in the milk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, um, so I did I just continued to save this month. And I'm like, if we can figure this out financially, then it can work, right? So, like my first decision to walk away from my job actually was, can we live on one on one salary? Can we figure this out financially? And once I started to realize that I think we can do that, it was kind of simultaneously happening that the creative side was coming. But, To wrap that side up, Jed and I ultimately got married, so benefits were taken care of. um, And like, I was just saving money, you know? And like, we figured out how to live on one salary, which wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. The same time, um, as a former English teacher, obviously I'm reading to Lucy every single day, right? Like from the second she got here. Mm -hmm. And as a mom, I'm growing tired of, all the the children's books the board books right because everything is like abcs one two three shapes um i love you books or all of the protagonists are animals or objects which like all those books are clearly important right i've always been one for realism so i was like if i was to write one of these books like what would i write about and one day i just put the pen to paper and all these little lines and ideas started by pouring out of me. And I remember I texted my mom and my sister later that day and I'm like, "Um, hey guys, I I wrote a book today. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. I was like, no, for real. And I shared it with them. They're like, oh, that's adorable. By the end of the day, I had like all these ideas like all throughout this notebook, just scribbled. I had ideas for like four books (laughs) like after all this had poured out of me. And I remember having a conversation with my cousin and he said, so when are you going back to work? And I said, mm, I'm not. <laughs> and he's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. But I have this little idea and I told him about it. And from my own mouth, it sounded very crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And he assured me that it didn't. He said, have you heard of this book called Business Boutique by Christy Wright? But like, thanks to my cousin, it showed up on my porch two days later in an Amazon package. And once I had that behind me, it was like all systems go.
0: There were a few things you said that I want to touch on and the first part, going back to how you and Jed were figuring out all of the financial thing. What stuck out to me the most about what you were saying there is you were really determined to figure it out And, and maybe that doesn't sound like that much on the surface. But I think that a lot of people out of hand can dismiss the possibility that something is possible beyond what their current circumstances look like.
1: Absolutely.
0: So like you were determined to figure it out. You were determined to say, okay, if we do subsist on one salary right now, like, what does that actually look like? And and you like hustling and like picking change up off of the street, like, oh my gosh, I love that. But it's like, you were doing it from a place of, abundance rather than scarcity yeah like if I want this oh, yes. in my life like okay like what might that look like and it's like like that joyful oh my god the mill fund can everybody can we just like call all funds mill funds because right <laughs>
1: Oh, that milk, like, took me for, like, it took us so, long. like, that money, it just grew and it lasted for so long. I'm like, who would have thought? Right, right.
0: But instead of asking yourself, like, oh my gosh, like, what am I giving up? It's like, you were looking at it, it's like, what am I gaining? And then all of your actions were from that energy.
1: Right. So much of that, it did have to do with putting pride to the side, right? And just saying, if this is what I want for my life. How am I gonna get it right now, right? My mother is a huge garage sale fanatic. That's just like a hobby of hers. She likes picking up random things. But once we had a kid, right? Like kid stuff can be so expensive. So you go to a garage sale in a really nice neighborhood where like the stuff is immaculate and you get somebody's hand-me-downs, you know, for cheap, I'm like, why not? Babies grow through this stuff so fast. Why spend an arm and a leg, right? So, yeah, I think just putting the pride to the side and saying, this is what I want, I just have to hustle and get it, it makes all the difference. Can we like hashtag that forever? Pride (laughs) to the side. (laughs) Right? Pride to the side. Like you just, you have to just do it, you know?
0: Right. But it's also like the way that you're talking about it, it's like, and I don't know how you feel about it now, but I think that there is a sense of pride maybe that comes from you were doing what it took to make what you wanted to make your dreams possible, like not to sound trite, but it's like, there's a different type of pride that comes to that pride to the side that you're putting aside. Like what is the pride actually about? Right. Mm -hmm. Is it about what I think I should be doing or what I think looks good or what doesn't look good versus Mm -hmm. just coming at it from a different angle. So I love that. I just wrote that down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I look back on those days and I'm still proud, Uh, you know, and I still sometimes now like we're expecting another, another little one soon. And I'm like, okay, so like my work is going to slow down for a little bit. What can I take from that time of life before we did this before. Those were easy things that I just worked into my lifestyle what can I take from then to like help us get through like the first few months with new baby too.
0: I love that. (laughs) Okay. So the, the book shows up, tell me the name of the book again.
1: Um, Business boutique. It's like a guide for women. Um, I think the subtitle is literally like a guide for women to make money doing what they love. (laughs) I'm like, all right, you're speaking my language. And it's just helpful. Um, A lot of it is helping you to shift your mindset And then a lot of it is the practical, like, here's how I plan for a business and set up a business and things like that. So I found it really helpful, recommended it to a bunch of my friends um, who have also gone on to start their own little, little hustles and businesses and things like that too. So yeah, I would recommend it.
0: Mm -hmm. And what was, you mentioned the mindset piece of it. It's a piece that is The most important, in my opinion, because if it was about just following a step one, two, three, like everyone would have their own successful gajillion dollar businesses, right? Like there isn't a lack of a Mm how-to, there aren't a lack of those resources out there. So what were some of the mindset pieces that you
1: took away that helped you? So it's kind of coming back to this idea of figuring it out, right? Right. In the book, the author starts out with the story of her mom um, being, her own mother being in a situation where her back was against the wall, like she was all kind of out of money, but she took this leap of faith and she started the business, like this huge successful bakery in Nashville. And like, if she hadn't figured it out, <laughs> what to do in in that moment when her back was against the wall, she wouldn't have been where she is. She wouldn't have raised her daughter to see that women can do all these amazing things thinking about that story, thinking about my own story. I'm passionate when people ask me like, oh, well, um, how did you do that? I don't think I'm in a position to do that. I'm like, you just have to figure it out. You have to be creative. And I think that's kind of a theme of the book that just resonates with me the most. I think that as moms, we're kind of given this superpower (laughs) <laughs> called like figure it out, right? No. <laughs> I mean, they definitely could have given us like have more energy during the day or whatever, but <laughs> they gave us figure it out because I really think that when you become a mom, you have this new um, just ability to look at a situation and figure out a solution by any means necessary. And I mean, that comes with anything you're trying to figure out how to like have your kids taken care of during the pandemic. If you're trying to figure out how to get out of debt, if you're trying to figure out um, how to save or how to start a business, like you figure it out. It's the idea of resourcefulness, which I, every,
0: the more and more women I talk to, the thing that all of them have in common is this determination to be resourceful or to Mm -hmm. figure it out. Yeah. And the important thing about that, that I think is worth mentioning is that doesn't mean that things aren't hard. Right, it doesn't mean that like you don't go through the ringer, and that you don't get discouraged, and you don't feel like crap, and like it, it doesn't mean that things are handed to you. Right. But the difference is your mindset is such that yeah, my husband's going back to work, and there's a global pandemic, and I'm pregnant, and I have a toddler. Like what, like this <laughs> seems awful, but like okay, let's take a step back. How can I figure this out? How
1: can we figure it out? What are we gonna do to make sure that like we're still good? through this and like good is subjective right? Mm-hmm. Um, to everybody and to different times um, and I think the same is true of business right like you might start down one path and it's going well for a while and then like we have all seen in the last six months or however long that you've got to pivot you've got to change things um, you've got to work but when things stop working you have to figure out how it's going to work so yeah you're absolutely right that it doesn't mean that things are going to be perfect or that it's always going to work or that what works today is going to work tomorrow and next week. Um, but you figure it out and you take what comes to you and you don't get defeated by it. You just, you figure it out. You keep going. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So true. Yes. So I want to pivot a little bit back to
1: Lucy. Yes. So sure. tell, me, tell me a
0: little bit about Lucy.
1: So never in a million years <laughs> did I imagine that this little person would come for me and just be so, like, entertaining, just, that's my girl, I tell her all the time, like, you're my girl, she is just so full of life, and, like, always has been, and I'm, yeah, having, like, a proud mommy moment right now, but she's smart, she's full of life, I was talking to my husband last night, and I said, it's funny, because you can already see her becoming an advocate, like, she self-advocates very strongly, (laughs) Um, but she's starting to advocate for, like, others, too, I'm, like, wow, this little girl is already picking up these really amazing, amazing skills. You know, as moms, we always want to be like a role model to our kids and things like that. But I feel like I learned so much more from her. And like she inspires me so much more than I'm inspiring her right now. Half the time I'm like, oh, pick up your toys." She just gave my life a whole new meaning. And she continues to every day. So when I am feeling stuck or when I am feeling like, forget it, I want to flush this whole thing down the toilet. I remember that she would tell me like, mommy, don't do that. Like, don't give up, you know? So the character in our books, really the books are just about like the experiences that little ones have with their parents. So our first book, um, Strolling, the Lucy Little Bit book, Um, It was inspired because I'm like, well, what do Lucy and I do every day? And back during that time, we were strolling, right? Like in those postpartum foggy days, I'm like, I got to get outside. I got to meet up with some other mom friends and I would put her in the stroller and we would just go out and like in the book they stroll all through town taking in every site and we literally did we went to parks we went to beaches we went to different neighborhoods we went to the mall if it was raining like we went everywhere with the stroller and it's really like you know how lucy is learning about the world and this relationship with like her and her mom but also like the relationship with the stroller right like it's such an attachment to us in the beginning um dining is a book where lucy's in her high chair throughout the day and her dad is preparing meals for her throughout the day right so this is like the relationship between lucy and her dad and how she's learning to eat and try different foods and things like that and i just think for all of the books it's something relatable cruising the third book the car seat book mom and dad say let's 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 go we're going for an outing come on you know and how she's seeing the world That was something that struck me so much when she was little right like because she would be in the carrier like especially in those first few months right where like they don't say anything they don't they just like cry and eat and poop and everything like that Mm -hmm. but i'm like what is she taking in through all of this and now that she's three i'm like girl you were taking in a whole lot during those early days (laughs) because some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth i'm like how do you know that? Or where did you hear that? You know? No. Yeah. She's, she's my muse.
0: Makes me think that motherhood and having kids can be this creative wellspring. Yes. That, and I don't want to say that that's not encouraged right now, but people are pregnant, like women are pregnant and it's so much about the women and the, you know, the beauty of pregnancy and yada, yada, yada. And then the woman gives birth to, their baby, her baby. And like the mom is often forgotten. Right. Disappears. And it's like, right. Disappeared. <laughs> and I think it's important for, because it's that whole question of identity, right. After you have your kids and a lot of moms struggle with this, like, who am I now that I am not who I was. And now I'm this mom to this little person. It can be this, like you said, like a muse, right. It's a different way to look at the world. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about, because Right now, like, and you were telling me before we started recording, Jed's going back to teaching, like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy, with the pandemic, and I know with my kids, too, like, this year have been so many things that have happened, and I'm always kind of asking myself, like, how are they perceiving what's happening in the world through the kids that they see at school before school closed down, or even now, if they're going back to school, like, virtual or hybrid, whatever that might look like, but, like, how are they perceiving All of the things, you know, like, and depending on your ages, right, they're probably exposed to different things. But I'm curious, kind of, how you think about that with Lucy and about to bring another little one into the world.
1: Yeah, I, oh gosh, I was so freaked out in the beginning. I'm like, oh my God, is this going to destroy her forever? But I mean, kids are resilient, right? And it's so interesting. Sometimes I feel like she's more adjusted to this new normal that we're living than I am. She has some understanding of it. I hope that this time of our lives help, like, helps her to grow up kind of being resourceful, like going back to what we talked about before, figuring out how to, how to adapt. And I just hope that this, she becomes an adaptable human through this situation, um, a patient human <laughs> through this situation. Yeah, and for the new one coming, I, I will say this. We're spending a lot of time together and in the house. A lot of people in my family are high risk. So we've been home, <laughs> you know, we go to family, we might go to some places outside, but we've really been in the house, hunkering down through this whole thing. I hope that that creates a real closeness between Lucy and whoever her sibling is, you know, cause I have no idea how long we're gonna be living life like this, right? Like nobody knows. But since we do have time together in the house, I just want family to be at the core of like everything we do. I want her and her sibling to be super close.
0: I'm always hesitant to say like, oh, but look at the silver lining, right? Because mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't discount that it's probably been really hard to be in your house for as long as yes. you have. Yes. But then coming back to that deeper belief of being like, okay, how can I look at this a different way? Right? Yeah. It doesn't discount the fact that like it's really hard. You That's know right. and like it, you, yes. know, you might want to pull your hair out <laughs> 17 yes. times a day yep but that like deeper belief of okay what is this going to be what like is the good?
1: right like what yes. is the good i mean we've spent so much time just as a unit jed lucy and myself like in operating as a unit like whatever we do i don't know i think it's made us really consider like jed and i consider each other more like, we've just been a lot more considerate of each other as a family you can see a silver lining, even in the midst of something not great at all.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What's really nice about the story that you told us about your career transition is you weren't in a place where you hated your job. Right. I think a lot of women like come like this idea of wanting a change because they don't want what they had. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like you had so much love for your past career. And then Mm -hmm. being a mom made you realize, okay, wait, Maybe I might want something different. So for anyone who might be in that situation, what's a piece of advice that you might give them?
1: Do what feels right. You know, I think that when we make huge transitions like that, there's always a little something inside that's nudging you along and you can't, you just can't deny it. I I kind of feel like that has lasted this entire time because there's been so many times when I'm like, okay, this little book club thing is great. We've gotten a lot of books into people's hands. You know, there's a little money on the side that like we wouldn't have had before and stuff like that. But there's been so many times when I'm like, but I want to make more money, or I want to, you know, I I really want to make sure that financially we're okay. And I find myself trying to run back to that teacher me. I'm like, I have all that experience. I, I was good at my job. I know what to do. I need to be doing something like that. But like inside there's little something that tells me like, that's not where you're supposed to be right now. Right. So like thinking about the identity conversation, I've had a hard time transitioning from like Miss Henderson, the teacher to like Stephanie Snyder, author of A Little Bit Book Club. It has been like an internal conflict a little bit, but like when you really are honest with yourself and you think about what's really important to me now, what's my priority now? Where am I today? Not where was I when I was like 22 and moved to New Orleans to become this teacher to like close the achievement gap and all this great stuff or not even where I was when I was 30 and I was teacher of the year and had all this Great, these great results in the classroom, and I love my students, and like that was my lifestyle. Because when I was that person, that's all I did. From six in the morning when I woke up, I was Miss Henderson, teacher mode, till like ten o'clock at night when I crashed. That's all that I ever did, and I just think that life has opened up for me now to be able to explore other things, meet new people I wouldn't have ever met through like kind of sacrificing or shedding that own self to, to do something new. But I think it really comes to like being honest with yourself, listening to that little nudge. And you know, like when you know, you know. You know when it's time to walk away from something, even if you love it, even if it's hard, even if you wanna keep running back to it, you know when it's time to walk away and do something new. You know, we can try to fake it as much as we want. But I even see on days like now, like from time to time I'll still tutor, and like I like that work, but I know that like the teaching stuff isn't necessarily what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So it's not my favorite part of the week. It's not my, you know, like I'll do it and enjoy the time working with the student and enjoy the money that flows in afterwards. But I'm like, but this isn't really where I am right now. That's who I was. Mm-hmm. So I think for anybody that's in a position, if you're pregnant, you're expecting or you just want to make a change, whatever it is, just like, listen, get into a quiet space and just listen and be honest with yourself. And, you know, be courageous enough to, to listen, to listen and to just follow it.
0: I think that the being courageous enough to listen. Yeah, like, wow, because so much of the time we're just rushing around trying to like, as you say, like, get things done hustle grind like make it through the day that we don't give ourselves the time or the space to slow down and really listen and to what you said i can't remember exactly how the saying goes but it's you have to give up who you were to become who you're going to be and there's like a like a grief process i think sometimes that's part of that like you have to let it go and in that same vein though it's like stephanie Snyder, author wouldn't exist without mrs henderson
1: exactly exactly. like she's still in there yeah she's still in there yeah my mom was joking with me the other day because she came over and we literally turned the dining room space into like a little like homeschool preschool space Mm -hmm. because obviously like you can take the teacher out of the classroom but like i lucy and i have a whole fall routine of like all this cool stuff we're getting ready to start you know you do have to that person and that person's always a little bit a part of you right yeah because i wouldn't be who i am i wouldn't have the organization systems i have as a business owner and things like that if it wasn't for what i picked up teaching recognize that and like honor that right but also like it's okay to let go of that. It's been hard for me because my husband's still a teacher. My best friend is still a teacher. Um, And she teaches in the charter school network in New Orleans where we met. I'm still hearing about people I knew and worked with and the systems and the way everything goes. And I'm like, oh, that was such a big part of me. Now I'm just like, oh. But I think what you said about the grieving process is so important and like now that you say it and put it that way I think that's what I've kind of been going through through this pandemic there's been so many things when the pandemic started I was like oh okay I should pick up another hustle like what am I going to do to make some money like let me see like what education things are out there and I applied for so many things and not a single thing came through it like I've never in my life applied for jobs and they didn't and it didn't happen never happened to me until now and I really think that it's the process of like shedding that taking Little Bit Book Club to the next level now like I've been in talks with some people about things that are coming down the line and I'm like I had to really mourn (laughs) mourn that and say like this just isn't for you right now and maybe maybe in the future I don't really think I'll be going back to the classroom but maybe in the future I can go back to that but you gotta shed it, you gotta let it go, you know, right. so that you can walk into who you're who you're meant to be now. I couldn't say
0: it better than that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this there's so many crazy things coming out of this pandemic time. I mean like babies, marriages, like new relationships, friendships, job opportunities and stuff like that. And just I think the revelation, what we've what we've had to learn on so many different levels. I agree.
0: I agree. I think the world really is going to be a different place in many ways for reasons that we know and reasons that we don't. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you feel is important to say before we wrap up?
1: I think that um, for anybody who is just getting started, and I consider myself still just getting started too, really, if you're like in the throes of wherever you are in life, whether it's Working or wanting to start a business or whatever, you know, I'm just raising Kids, like, just keep going. So, like, another big pandemic takeaway. I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but like, you just have to keep going. With Little Bit Book Club, I've like been riding these waves. Right, sometimes I'm like all in, a hundred percent, and then there's like two months that go by, and I'm like, I, I can't even deal right now, you know. But just keep going in, in, in my field where I am now, there's kind of this stigma against self-published books. Right. And um, I, I understand why I've seen some really <laughs> horrible self-published <laughs> books out there. So I understand why people aren't necessarily willing to always like dive right in to like include us at a book festival or, um, to, you know, buy for their store or whatever. I'm really proud of what we've created here, you know, because the people that get on board with us and, like, get our books and read them, like, they love them, like, they're always sending pictures, like, oh, so-and-so can't stop reading this, like, we've read this book every night this week, it's and it's amazing, you know, so I think for every no I get, I'm like, that's fine, like, it's just going to push me harder till I get a yes. And I think that's just something for everybody to remember, whatever it is you're navigating right now, don't let that no slow you down. Right. I, I used to take it so personally in the very beginning, but I'm like, well, I, I just gotta I gotta go a few more steps till I get my yes. Yes from the person who is gonna take the chance. And I think that's as we move into this new season now, like that's what's the forefront of my mind. Just keep going until you get that yes.
0: Mm-hmm. and it's like expecting expecting that there are going to be months or periods where you do feel uninspired oh yeah expecting absolutely. that you are going to get the nose and that's okay it's part yes. of the process and it's like but you just keep going and like knowing that you can bring yourself back to center you can bring yourself back to that like the why that you're doing it and yes. the more you do it you are going to find the people that are going to say yes because they're out there
1: Absolutely. Right. absolutely so
0: good. Yes. So can you tell everyone, where can they find the Little Bit Book Club series? Where yes. can buy them? Where should where can they find you online?
1: Sure. Where should they go? So come hang out with us at littlebitbookclub.com. Okay. Um, there you can purchase the three books that are currently in our series. And stay tuned because more are on the way in the 2021. Um, But we also have a free printable section, which is cool. So there's coloring pages that go with the books. And I'm starting now to post um, different reading resources to encourage early literacy, right? Because, like, again, connecting all the dots of my life and, like, the English teacher in me, I'm like, (laughs) let's teach the babies how to read, too, while we're (laughs) at it or enjoying these stories. Um, So there's a little bit letter cards you can print out. There's a little bit reading log and more things will be added um, as we go into the fall. Um, I have a few blog posts up about just ways that parents can encourage early literacy, things that are fun. Um, so check us out at littlebitbookclub.com. On Instagram, you can follow us at Little Book Club, and we have a Facebook page also. So Facebook.com/slash Little Bit Club. Okay. It's all things Little Bit Book Club.
0: Okay, and we'll link. The, I'll link them all up in the show notes so people can easily awesome. click on them. Awesome. Um, Stephanie, I can't thank you enough for. I know.
1: I love chit-chatting with you.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. It's fun. so fun. Right? Yeah. Like we have
1: this, like serendipitous meetings, and then like we have these amazing conversations every time we do. <laughs>
0: I know I'm so glad I'm really glad and um, best wishes to you on the rest of your pregnancy thank
1: you and enjoy like enjoy everything you've got going on right now and best of luck for for the fall as we all get used to our new normal
0: our new normal that's exactly (laughs) what it is yeah hey If you want to create a long-term, fulfilling work-life balance that works for you and your family, then send me a message to learn about my personalized coaching program. I work with moms to take them from overwhelmed to decisive, directionless to purposeful. Because being a working mom isn't a reason you should settle for less. I actually believe it's an invitation to raise the bar for what's possible so you can have the type of life and career that you would want for your children one day. So check the link in the show notes to find out more and send me a message to find out how my one-on-one coaching program can work for you.